I'm VJ Hamilton and welcome to the Autoimmune Reset, the place for you to learn how to thrive with autoimmune disease and feel empowered to take steps to transform your health to feel better than ever. You can start making changes today to improve your health. So with every episode, my mission is to share with you simple ways to up-level your diet and lifestyle with key learnings from my own journey reversing autoimmune disease and inspirational stories from those who have reset their autoimmune symptoms and are now thriving in life. I suffered from autoimmune disease for over 25 years and now I live symptom-free and I wish the same for you as well. So thank you for being here and sharing this time with me. Now let's get started. Now today we're going to talk about blood sugar balance and its impact on autoimmune disease and it is one of the things I work on when I start out with a client because what I didn't realise with my own autoimmune disease symptoms is that I now look back and I expect that quite a lot of them were to do with dysregulated blood sugar because you get a test don't you of how high your blood sugar is at the doctors but it doesn't give you an indication of how many times in the day your blood sugar is spiking and we're going to get into those details in this episode but I also want to explain in this episode how blood sugar dysregulation can relate to autoimmune disease so we'll be delving into that as well. Now Blood sugar dysregulation can show up in many different ways. So it might be that you're feeling very fatigued and that might hit you especially after a couple of hours after eating. You may have brain fog. You might have anxiety. You might be waking up in the middle of the night in a, in a state of panic with heart palpitations. You might need to snack continuously and feel hangry when you are hungry (laughs) and it can really affect your mood. That can show a dependency on sugar. The other thing I see a lot is when I have people explaining to me that they have very, very low blood sugar and that they are close to fainting. And this is something that I experienced as well. I remember after my lunch, it was maybe an hour after my lunch and I could just feel myself going and my hearing had changed and my vision was changing and I was like I'm gonna faint and I was sat down and I somehow managed to get through the office and I went into the stairwell and just sat there and it did luckily pass and at the time I thought it was potentially a reaction to gluten I I didn't know what it was but that's all I could come up with but now I look back as a nutritionist and I think yeah that was dysregulated blood sugar because what I had done is I became a vegetarian when I was 20 and I didn't really look into it I didn't think about protein deficiency and I didn't think about what nutrients I needed to bring in I just for ethical reasons decided I was going to be a vegetarian And I really stuck to it as well. And I was determined to stay a vegetarian. But rather than eating a very healthy, nutritious diet, I was eating a lot of bread. I was eating a lot of pasta and I was eating a lot of rice. So even though they're not 
what we would expect sugar to be. They they do turn into sugar in the body. So I I didn't approach the vegetarian diet very well. And I expect over time that caused lots of blood sugar spikes, which led me to the symptoms that I was experiencing. And I expect it contributed to my chronic fatigue syndrome as well. So when, again, when I'm working with clients and they're feeling really, really fatigued and tired, we work on their blood sugar balance because after once you get your blood sugar balance in sync you can feel so much more energized and when I first started working on my blood sugar balance I decided that I was going to really transform my diet to more of a fat-based diet it's not the diet I follow now but it really helped at the time because I just took out all the foods that could likely spike my blood sugar but we'll go into that in a bit more detail later because you may be experiencing some of these symptoms and feeling like they are part of your autoimmune disease and they could well be but it may be that you are responding to the sugar that you're eating or the starches that you're eating that turn to sugar in the body so you might be wondering why does this happen why do we why does our body stop regulating blood sugar? And it can just happen over time and it can happen sometimes quite quickly as well. But what is going on in your body is that every time you eat a sugary meal or you're eating foods with carbohydrates, they are broken down into sugars and they are absorbed into the body so that your cells can use glucose as an energy source because that's what they do so that provides you with energy and in an excess that glucose is then stored in the liver so that you can have access to it when you need it that is a completely natural and normal process so every time you're eating a sugary meal your cells open up they store the glucose for you and then anything excess is kind of moved to the liver and there's a bit more to it than that but simplistically that's how it works and the reason that your cells will open up to glucose is because on the cell membrane there's a receptor and it responds to the hormone insulin which is made by the pancreas and is stimulated when the blood sugar gets to a certain level so the cells nicely open up store the blood sugar and everything is stable for you and you are feeling great However, if you continually eat a high sugar diet or you're eating a high sugar food every day, for example, a high sugar cereal in the morning, it's almost like your cells become confused because this is a natural process, but they're not expecting to respond to insulin this many times. And what can happen is the cells become resistant to insulin and what that means for you is that when you absorb the sugar into the bloodstream, it begins to rise and the cells won't open up to store it. So your blood sugar becomes very, very high or higher than you would like it to be because your cells are not responding to insulin anymore. And you are also increasing the amount of the hormone insulin in your blood as well. And insulin can have an effect on different systems in the body, including your hormones. So that can happen over time. The thing is, when you when this process starts, this resistance starts, your cells will eventually open up. When the 
insulin gets to a certain level, they will open up. You've been going through your day, you have this resistance to uh, to insulin, well, at the cellular level, and suddenly the cells open up, they're ready now, you know, there's enough insulin to a high enough amount that the cells are able to take that instruction from insulin and take in all the, the sugar from the blood. But guess what? Because the insulin's so high, they completely deplete your system of the sugar that it needs, the glucose that it needs, and you have a huge crash. And that's why you experience these crash crashes during the day. And it's known as the blood sugar roller coaster. You go from a high to a low. And I was certainly part of this. I, I always had a huge amount of, I was known to have these snacks in my bag because I really couldn't cope without them. I, I can see now that I had this reliance on sugar and on glucose to keep my blood sugar high enough to feel normal because otherwise it would just crash and when it crashed I would have to eat something and that's what happens when we have blood sugar dysregulation. For example when I mentioned about waking up in the middle of the night in a panic with heart palpitations what is happening there is your blood sugar is crashing to such an extent that your body goes into a fight or flight stress response. And as part of that, just think if you're running away from a predator, part of that is to um, stimulate adrenaline. And so you're running away from a predator in the middle of the night. That's what your body thinks it's doing because your blood sugar has got so low. You wake up in a panic and you also release cortisol and growth hormone and it ends up putting a lot of pressure on your adrenals. And that can be one of the reasons why over time this blood sugar roller coaster can lead to other issues. It can lead to issues with the thyroid. It can lead to issues with the adrenals and then it can lead to the development of autoimmune disease. So that's why it's happening and that's why it's really vital to bring it back into balance. One of the key things is really stabilising your blood sugar at that point, but also helping your cells to become more sensitive again to insulin. So when you're in that state, you need to be thinking about the health of your cells. So how does blood sugar imbalance relate to autoimmune disease? Well, the first and most obvious point is that sugar is inflammatory. So when you have that high blood sugar, you are more likely to be creating oxidative stress and inflammation in the body. When you have sugar in the bloodstream, it combines to fats and proteins such as enzymes, which are really important for chemical reactions in the body. And it can even start damaging DNA and mitochondria that is in the cell. So that powerhouse of the cell that gives you energy, the mitochondria, it can cause issues there. And these are called, when the sugar binds to these molecules, they're called advanced glycation end products. And it's really almost like causing lots of disruption in lots of different cells and and lots of different tissues in the body. Now, as you can imagine, if that happens, the immune system is going to try and do something about it. And almost like this inflammation cascade happens as a result of this. So suddenly you're inflamed, you're you're presenting with a skin rash or a headache or fungus on your toenails, and you don't know why all this is happening. And it's because systemically 
this high blood sugar is putting such a strain on your body and is creating all this damage really to not make it sound too scary but that's what it's doing and that's why it's so important to get this back in check. And I mentioned the mitochondria. The mitochondria are really important. So these are little organelles in your cells that creates energy for you. And when the mitochondria is not able to produce energy, for example, because the sugar has caused a lot of oxidative stress, so lots of free radicals, which are damaging the production of that energy. One, you're going to feel really fatigued. And the other thing is you're not going to have energy for those other systems and organs in the body to work properly. So again, you may find that that shows up in different areas of your body and it could all relate to your blood sugar balance. And that, again, is why sometimes you can think of a symptom as being related to a specific autoimmune disease, which I did. You know, I thought my chronic, I had chronic fatigue syndrome, so that's why I felt fatigued. But the likelihood is that I felt fatigued for probably other reasons as well. But one of them is that my blood sugar was dysregulated. That's getting down to the root cause of your symptoms. And that's what you really need to do to build up your body again and to feel better. You might now be thinking, so what can you do? What can you do to get your blood sugar back in balance? The obvious answer is to, well, the first step is to think about the foods that you're eating daily. Are they likely to spike your blood sugar? And the glycemic load and glycemic index is a, is a reference point that you can use, which lists out how, much, how likely a food is to increase your blood sugar. And it gives you a scale. And it's a really nice way to manage your blood sugar spikes. So making sure that you're not eating foods that have a high glycemic load and start experimenting. Have a few go-to recipes that you know are not going to impact your blood sugar and have those routinely every week because that's going to be really, really helpful. And try to know the foods that are more likely to cause a spike because that leads me to my next point is that when you eat certain high sugar or high starch foods, if you eat them with other foods, it can actually slow down the digestion process. And as part of that, it means that your blood sugar is less likely to spike. So the three foods that are going to help slow down digestion, that well, the, the three macronutrients which are going to help slow down digestion are protein, healthy fats and fibre. If you eat a higher sugar food or a starch with fiber, protein or fat, it's going to slow the digestion process. Really, the best approach is to be eating that fiber, the protein or fat before you eat a high sugar food. And I'm giving you that advice because we can't avoid everything. And this is a good way to maintain it. So have some knowledge about the glycemic load, but also find methods that help you that if you do eat, if there is a sugary food or a high starch food that you will be consuming, there's a best way to do it. And then for the cell sensitivity to insulin, really those polyphenols are the things that are going to help the most. So polyphenols and antioxidants are those 
colours that we see in fruits and vegetables and other foods as well. So think about bringing those more into your diet. And I really love the powders that you can buy. I think it's a really great way to get these antioxidants into your diet. And you can also get polyphenols from teas. So green and black teas is another really great way to bring more polyphenols and antioxidants into your diet. And it's not just about diet. It's always about taking a holistic approach to your health. So think about activities that are going to help to stabilise your blood sugar. And studies have shown that movement is really key. And by going for a walk after a meal can really help set your blood sugar and help help balance your blood sugar after a meal. So that might be something to think about doing. And movement just generally, making sure that you're moving in your day, whether it's exercise, whether it's going for a walk just making sure that you're not sat at your desk or sat down all day long. We need the movement in our body and you can do stretching, you can maybe do jogging, uh, weight-bearing exercise such as Pilates. There are lots of things that you can do and do something you enjoy. And then also living in a mindful state is so key. Breathing exercises can really, really help with that. So check in with yourself if you're ever feeling stressed or you're feeling overwhelmed. Actually, just five deep breaths can make all the difference. So if you are going through your day, try at first to do three intervals of five deep breaths and see how it makes you feel. I promise you, I'm sure it's going to make a huge difference. And really breathing in for as much as you can and holding the breath before you breathe out can be really effective. And then I couldn't not talk about sleep in this episode. And the the, the issue with sleep is that, as I mentioned before, blood sugar dysregulation can cause sleep issues. So it can be a bit of a cycle. But once you start improving your blood sugar regulation and you, if that is the reason for your sleep issues, then hopefully you'll see that improve. But generally, if you can start getting into a better routine with sleep, if you're not already having a lovely bedtime routine, uh, doing the same thing consistently every night, whether it's reading a book, whether it's going for a bath, whether it's doing a yoga class, and really not having those screens before bed either is is. I find and I see with my clients as well, it can be really helpful. Take your phone, take your technology out of the bedroom and then just clear your mind before sleeping as well. You can have a journal at the end of, at the side of your bed. You can just put any worries for the day in there and then think about things that you really are excited about or things that you are really grateful for and just jot those down underneath. So get everything out on the page and then end really positively. And that hopefully is going to help with your sleep as well. And sleep starts at the beginning of the day. So when you wake up in the morning, going out and getting exposure to the light, even when it's cold, get your get your jacket on, go out with a cup of tea and just absorb the sunlight or just go out for a lovely walk or whatever's going to suit your lifestyle. Getting that early morning exposure to the sun can really set your circadian rhythm and help with your sleep. 
I am hosting a free challenge on the 3rd of October, the Sugar Reset. I am going to include the link to the challenge in the show notes, but I would love you to join me because in the challenge, it's a seven-day challenge, I'm going to be providing you with lots of information and tips and tools that you can bring into your life to help with any sugar cravings, improve your relationship with sugar and as a result feel better and happier for it and as I said I work with lots of clients and when we start to reset their blood sugar and get their blood sugar in balance they feel so much more energized and if you are going for through fatigue or exhaustion or tiredness at the minute it, is, it can make hard life really difficult this could be real changing point for you. So I hope you can join me. It's the Sugar Reset and as I said it's starting on the 3rd of October. I hope to see you over there. If not, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode and as always if you have any comments or thoughts about the episode then please feel free to go over to my Instagram page at the Autoimmunity Nutritionist and share your thoughts over there. So thanks so much for joining me today. Have a great one. Thank you very much for joining me today on the Autoimmune Reset. I really hope you enjoyed the discussion and be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And if you liked it, I would hugely appreciate a review on iTunes as it helps me understand what you like about the podcast and to help share the information with more people. I'm excited to speak to you next time. And remember, you have the power to take the reins on your health. So keep the faith and celebrate the small wins. Until next time.